0: Welcome to Full of Herself podcast, the podcast about the female experience for the female experience. I'm your host, Alexa Martinez. This podcast is for women who want more, women who are unwilling to settle for anything less than juicy and aligned success. Together with my amazing guests, we will deep dive into the journey, the story, growth, fuck ups, and everything in between. My hope for you after spending some time with us here at Full of Herself is to own your story, to stop waiting to live and create a life that you love, and hopefully walk away just a little bit more full of yourself. This is Full of Herself Podcast. Let's dive in. I have a very special guest, which I am so happy to be actually staring at your beautiful face in real life, i.e. Zoom. It is Nati Valderrama, self-love coach, astrologer, and soon-to-be mama. I am so happy that you're here, babe. How are you?
1: I am so happy to be here and to be staring at your face through Zoom as well. Um, I am doing well. I am having a lovely, chilled-out day. Just finished my coffee and oh, now I'll talk beautiful. to you. Beautiful lovely
0: day <laughs> amazing beautiful well it's so good to finally meet in real life and like instagram i know i say this all the time it's just one of those one of those funny things where you watch someone's life and you almost hang out with them like every day and you feel like you have this connection and the fun part about our job is occasionally we actually get to meet and hang out and chat and so i'm super excited to chat with you today um you're in chile right
1: yes i'm in santiago chile
0: santiago and how long have you lived there again
1: I've lived here all of my life, except for a year and a half when I lived in Australia. Oh my gosh. I forgot that we both lived in Australia. Where did you live in Australia again? Remind me. I lived there from 2017 to 2018. I lived in Sydney and then I also lived in Tully up North. I did my farm work.
0: You did your farm work. work. Yes. For those of you who don't know, when you go on a working holiday visa to Australia, you get one year basically for free, like You get one year that you can just pay for and then if you want to stay a second year it's free but you have to work for 90 days on a farm doing agriculture and it's so funny i was telling my little sister because i'm trying to get my little sister to go to australia And she's just like, there's no way like I just can't picture like American girls were just so bratty and so snotty. And she's like, I what would I do on a farm? And I'm like, that's a great question. But I love that. I love that you did the farm work. That's so badass. Very, very fun.
1: I mean, it was one of the best experiences of my life. I worked as a tractor driver in a banana farm. Like I learned how to drive a tractor like it. was.
0: It my so gosh
1: fun. i would totally <laughs> do it again i mean it was definitely not what i was expecting and definitely. i never thought that i'd be working as a tractor driver but it was such a cool experience and it really pushed me to my boundaries
0: oh for sure and every single person who i chat to um back in australia who's done the working holiday visa for 2 years they always say that they're like it was like really weird. And like, obviously it's not like my 10 out of 10 dream to like work on a banana farm, but I met like the most amazing people. We had the most fun. You party a ton, all those different things. And so I love that. That's amazing. And I love that. Like, because obviously you probably don't talk about that story that much just on a day-to-day basis, but I love that. Like, even through like a random connection, we can learn kind of more about you and your story and you living overseas, but also like just these unique experiences that we've had throughout our journey that like oddly make us who we are, even just working on a farm or learning how to drive a tractor. Like we'll have to add that to your list of your list of titles (laughs) from here on out, but I love that. So yes. So as I was chatting to you before, I was telling you like full of herself is about like the story and the journey. And so obviously right now you are, how many months pregnant are you?
1: I'm six months
0: pregnant, six months pregnant, looking absolutely stunning. Um, and we're all loving watching the journey on Instagram. It's like all living vicariously through you. Um, but obviously you work for yourself. You are a self-love coach and you're also an astrologer, which I am super interested to chat about. So In general, like, how would you describe your relationship with work now that you're kind of settling into really this new season of life? Like we spoke about, like, there's just kind of a lot going on. Like you're kind of taking a step back from work. So how have, how have things been now that you're kind of getting into this final trimester of pregnancy and and prepping for the baby? Like what have, what have things looked like?
1: Well, it's definitely been a shift because I've, I mean, I've gotten into this rhythm of. Working for myself and not really having anyone else to to to, to come to or to like ask for uh, time off. So for me, having to ask myself for time off, that was weird. It was like, okay, Nadi, like you really need to do this. You really need to start like chilling out in the last trimester. So last month, I stopped taking any new clients and. Mm it's been super nice to have a little bit more free time, but it's also like, okay, I'm starting to wrap up with all of my like six month programs and three month programs. And I'm now I'm just like, what do I do with my time? And it's been really, it's been rough to go from like full on, like working every day to now maybe having a few empty days. And I'm just like, what do I do? Do I just watch TV? Do I read a book? I've been reading a lot, but even when i'm just reading all day i'm like okay i feel like i should be doing more and it's just this yeah. struggle between like being and doing and it's definitely a lesson that i've i've been learning time and time again but now it's like reinforced to the max like okay you really do need to chill and you have permission to chill and you have mm. like an obligation to chill like my doctor is mm. like please like relax. Like you don't need to work out Mm. that much. You don't need to be doing that much. And I'm like, but I want to, and it's just, it's this contradiction within myself. That's it's, it's been rough.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that. I mean, it's so interesting when we step into business, um, you know, as, as women who are working for themselves and we do everything and you have a huge following on Instagram. So I'm sure that takes up even more of your time in terms of just like having an audience that big to engage with and partnerships and things like that. And so, you know, when you put that, that full-time entrepreneur hat on, it's so expansive and like, it's so full on because you're not just a coach, right? It's so funny when you decide to become a coach or a service provider, it's like the thing you do the least of because you're, you know, creating content and marketing and, you know, all of these other things that, that, that make up running a business. And so I can only imagine what it feels like to really shift to, okay, Like, not only like, do I like, is this a a season of slowing down, but I have to, like, I have a life. I have like a, a, a reason that I I really, really have to. And so for you, what does it look like to start to like unlearn? I hate to call it the hustle because I know it's like, it's like just us showing up and being like badass, but like how, I know you said it's been rough, but like, what does it look like for you to like hold space for yourself to just like navigate through that. And I'm sure like fail and mess up and like have good days and stuff. So like, what does it look like for you as a self-love coach to like, really in that sense, like practice that self-love on yourself during this really interesting season?
1: Mm. Well, one great tool that I've had along with me has been journaling and just really using journaling and really like reflecting on why it is that I'm feeling this way and all that. Mm. Um, For me, like I'm personally someone who for so many years, I was very confused about what I was doing with my life. And I started coaching around three years ago. So before that, I was just I I studied advertising. So I worked kind of in communications and all that, but I never really liked it. And I was never really someone who liked to work. So for me, like finding this career path and working as a coach has been super rewarding. And it it was something that I actually didn't mind doing more of and like actually having busy days. Like that became something that I was really excited about. And when my husband and I started talking about having kids, I was just like, no, I'm not ready because I'm so in love with, with what I'm doing and I don't want to slow it down. And I, I kept envisioning like, okay, when my career is full off the ground, like then I'll have a baby. But it reached a point last year when we were like talking about it and he was like, but when when is that like there is no, there is no ceiling to however much you can grow like and it took me a while to really like sit with a decision but I decided like okay like there is no like best time perfect time Mm -hmm. to have a baby so it was kind of like, oh, am I willing to slow down? Or do I just want to continue growing, 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 and then eventually have a baby? Right. And I think with the pandemic and everything, it got to a point where I was like, okay, you know what, I now is a good time as any, and my business will be there to back it up. Like, I can always go back to my business. I it's not like I'm putting an indefinite pause to it and like never coming back to it. It's mm-hmm. more like, I know that next year, at some point, I can start taking clients slowly and it can, I can build my business back up. I mean, not back up. It's just, it's a little pause, you know? So yeah, yeah. We're working like how I'm viewing my business and how, how I show up because for so long I thought like, okay, motherhood full on, like a hundred percent of my (laughs) time. Right. But I think I'm definitely going to view it from a different point and maybe work one or two days a week and then be a full-time mother the rest of the time. I don't know who knows how it's going to look, but I'm open to discovering and to like doing it a little bit differently.
0: I love that. And it's so interesting how like we hold on to these identities or we hold on to these, to these parts of ourselves. Right. It's so interesting just hearing you talk about how you know, you stepped into this career and you felt so like affirmed and aligned and like validated in it. And I can obviously resonate with that so, so much. Um, but how that's just one part of ourselves, but how we like clench onto those parts of ourselves that are busy and full and validate those parts that, you know, society says like be busy and have all of these things to like tick all of these boxes and so on and so forth. And it's like, it's so interesting. I think especially it's like kind of those more go-getter personalities or, or even entrepreneurs who just are self-sustaining to also recognize the parts of ourselves that are softer and slower and like allowing ourselves to say, okay, this also gets to be a part of my narrative. And it also still means that I'm successful. I also still get to say, I have a business and I have clients and I've done all of these things and I have a story. And so I love I mean, I just love your honesty in the sense of like really having to take a step back and say, okay, am I, am I going to let myself actually step into this? Like, do I have permission to slow down? Do I have permission to, um, be a little bit softer or slower with myself? And so I love that. That's it's, it's huge. And I think, I think so many entrepreneurs, so many female entrepreneurs struggle with that kind of duality of like full on hustle, like I'm fucking doing it. I'm backing myself. And then I also get to be slow. I also get to be emotional. I also get to have these really beautiful feminine parts of myself. I know I struggle with that at least being kind of more in my masculine energy. And so I love that. That's fantastic. Um, so I know you spoke about coming from an advertising background, which I had no clue. Um, so tell us a little bit about your story of like obviously being in advertising or being in comms. And then how did you find out about coaching astrology? Like, please lay it out for us because I'm dying to know.
1: Perfect. So I studied advertising and I never really liked studying it. Um, It was one of those things like I chose my career in one day. I graduated high school. A friend of mine, she was like, hey, Natty, we're both creative. Why don't we get into advertising? And I was like, OK. And we just did it. you know. And I like one month into it, I was like, what have I done? And like three years into it, I asked my dad, I was like, please let me change out of this career. And he's like, no, you have one more year to go. I wanted to study photography. I just wanted something different. And I couldn't really picture myself working for a big company and like selling things that people don't need. Like I, I just did not like the career. But I finished it, and once I did, um, around that time, I began um, my self love journey. So I started this workout program, BBG. It's by um, Kayla It Scenes. She's a okay. Yes.
0: I have. Yes. 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 Well, the <laughs> reason that I know this is because Jera Jarrah-
1: Foster fell, did it. Yeah. Okay. That's how I discovered you through Jera.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Love this.
1: So, um, I started doing BBG and I lost a lot of weight. This was like a really huge milestone in my life where I just took control of my health. I was in a very like unhealthy relationship with alcohol. So I stopped drinking. I started working out. I started eating healthy and my relationship with myself completely changed. And I started documenting like pictures of my like before and afters. And eventually I had this like three month progress picture and I shared it one day on Instagram. I created this like new account. I shared the picture, tagged Kayla, the personal trainer. And the next day I woke up to 4,000 followers and an inbox full of messages. And I was just like, what is happening? And this was the 31st of November of of December of 2014. So I started 2015 with like almost 10,000 followers. It just went like it started going up and up and up Holy and cow. it was so crazy. Like I got I mean I got way into this community of BBG. There were so many people sharing their stories and really sharing recipes and working out together and I got fully into like the BBG culture and um I even went to Chicago at some point and met up with all these other BBG girls and It was amazing because it gave me this like empowering feeling of community. But also like I every time I shared progress pictures, the ones that were like really like shocking, um, Kayla would share them. And sometimes I'd get like nine thousand followers in a day. Like it was crazy. So this was right after I finished college and I was thinking about what I was going to do. And I decided to create a recipe book. So I did this ebook. I sold it for like ten dollars. Um, And with that, I started saving up and I decided to go to Australia with Pabs, with my husband, who was then my boyfriend. And we went to Australia and I was working kind of on social media for healthy food brands and like healthy restaurants. And I met this woman who's a health coach and I got along with her super well. And I just loved her lifestyle i was like i want her lifestyle like she's just helping other people to live healthier lives and she like manages her own time she doesn't work for anyone you know and and that was so inspiring to me and i was getting all these inboxes and emails from people like asking me for help but all i had was my experience like i didn't have anything to back it up and i really felt like this imposter syndrome mm. so for a couple of years, I was like, "Ah, oh, should I study coaching? Should I not? And I was I was really unsure whether to make the investment or not. Mm. But eventually, when I came back to Chile, the whole second year visa didn't work out for me, actually, because I was like one one or two weeks short of finishing my farm work. Oh my so gosh. I had to come <laughs> back. To Chile. But oh, well, all for the better. Um, mm. So during that time of transition in Chile, I was like, OK, what am I doing? I started working communications for my school and. Meanwhile, I started studying at IIN, which is the Institute of Integrative Nutrition to be a health coach. Mm. And I studied for a year. I loved it. And after that, I was a certified coach. Um, So the first year I worked more like on the holistic, like health and wellness coach, like that was my approach, a lot more focused on nutrition, but also on all these other aspects of life. And then Slowly, I started kind of narrowing my focus more towards self-love. I noticed that what I worked on with my clients the most was around mindset and habits. Um, So I kind of did a little rebrand and now I'm a self-love coach. Mm -hmm. Um, But then with the Instagram, Instagram, I reached at some point like 80,000 followers. And it was crazy. It was wild. But it got to a point where it was just just pictures of me in my bikini, like pictures of me in my body. And those were the ones that like were always had thousands of likes. But then if I was sharing something a little bit more vulnerable with clothes on, it wouldn't do as well. So eventually Mm. I kind of stopped sharing the progress pictures and I stopped working out as much like I, I was really obsessed with working out and with eating healthy at some point. And I kind of shifted from that and I started gaining more of a balance in my life And the follower count started dropping. Like right now I'm at like 40 something. Um, so I've lost like half of my followers, but the ones who have stayed, oof, like they are loyal. Like they (laughs) people who have really like seen my journey and like have resonated not just with like the losing weight part, but like the finding balance and finding a career that works for you and, Mm. and finding kind of your life path. And it's more about like the journey, right? So my Instagram has definitely shifted through the years from being like a yeah. fitness and well-being like obsessed <laughs> yeah. to and now just like sharing my journey without really like feeling like I need to partner with brands because I used to partner a lot with brands and now I'm just I barely partner with brands and now I'm just sharing my coaching every now and then sharing my astrology every now and then but like focusing more on using it as kind of a person or personal blog where I can share my experiences. And if someone resonates, cool, but I'm not like trying to make it grow because when it was a huge account, it produced a lot of stress for me. Mm,
0: Okay. Wow. (laughs) I have like 19 questions and I'm just so excited. So I knew none of this and just so interesting. So First question that pops into my mind, especially as you just kind of finished speaking about this transition of having this huge account with like almost 80,000 followers and, you know, posting pictures, you know, mainly in your bikini and having all of these brand partnerships to now having this transition of still having a huge audience, but being so much more authentic and really just dictating what you want to post and posting what feels good. Like it's literally almost like the anti-influencer, like the anti, like, because that's all we see. Literally, I feel like Instagram has really kind of, you know, transitioned to this world of like, it's literally like moms posting their like kids and their dogs, or it's like influencers. Like, you know, it's like, everyone's kind of aspiring to to be an
1: influencer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and it's so interesting because with you and Jarrah, I've, I've, I've chatted to Jarrah about her story too. And it was similar in the sense of like almost overnight through this BBG community, it really built this following. And there was just almost instantaneously this this shift into leadership, really like, you know, you woke up one day and you had 4,000 followers. Like that is so wild. It's crazy to think about Instagram back in the day, like how it all worked, but how has that been for you in terms of like being a business owner, being a leader and saying, you know what, I am not going to just do what everyone else is doing in the sense of just like using my platform to like, I know you do use your platform for your business, but like having all these brand partnerships and, you know, kind of just content, like consistently using your platform to get more followers and get more money. Like, how has that process been for you? And what does it look like for you to stay authentic? Because that seems like it would be kind of difficult to even just like weave through like, oh my gosh, I'm this leader. There's all these people to being like, you know what, actually I'm just going to post what makes me feel good. How has that yeah. been for you?
1: definitely been hard and it's been kind of in my like true Aquarius nature I have my moon and my rising sign in Aquarius so I'm always trying to do things differently yes Um, when I see like okay everyone is doing reels it's like do I want to do a reel because I want to share something like fun or is it because I feel like I should right and I I've I've really tried to pull away from like okay if there's this trend and everyone's doing it and I see everyone being successful does that mean I have to do it too and if it's not something that's calling me then I don't do it and then if I were to do it because I feel like I should that really translates and people can mm. see it. I I I've it's kind of like this process of unlearning and like I'm doing everything as differently as possible so like everyone's trying to get more followers and do get more views <laughs> for me it's more about just like I if I have one positive interaction a day, Mm. I feel great, you know, and before it was it was, yeah, I would get thousands of likes, thousands of comments, thousands of messages and But maybe I wasn't sharing what I wanted to share. So now if I'm sharing what I want to share and just one person says, hey, this was so valuable for me, that's that's been the shift of trying to Okay, I am here working one on one and like I'm not here to have thousands of followers and to grow my following. I'm here to connect with people. And since most of the coaching I do is one on one, I know how impactful these one on one relationships can be. So for me, it's more about creating these relationships with people instead of trying to find ways to make more money or to have more followers, like with, with the brand partnerships, like I stopped completely. Like there was a time where I was just, I mean, this was 2015, but there was like the detox team. And I, I was an influencer for one of those detox teas for a while. And they made me feel uh, like shit, like they were yeah. terrible, but they gave me money. So I was, I was happily yeah. sharing for a while and it got to a point where it was like this is so fucked up and against my values like what am I doing like no yeah so for now like if you see me sharing with uh, sharing a brand it's because I truly believe in it right but but even then like I'm I'm not I don't consider myself an influencer like just because I have yeah. a follower count that I have doesn't mean I'm an influencer right? it just means I've built a community and I'm just trying to connect and to meet these people and to reply I try to reply to every message right and yeah. and it's more of a more of a one-on-one thing than more of a, like, I need to find as many people as possible and keep growing. I don't want to keep growing.
0: Yeah. I freaking love that. And God, I forgot that you're a fucking Aquarius too. Yes. My Aquarius sister and a projector. I'm I'm remembering everything when you said (laughs) in the beginning of our conversation, you're like, yeah. And I just like, really don't like to work. I was like, my girl, (laughs) (laughs) like she sees me in every way. Um, I love that. And I just think that's fucking huge because I think, you know, I'm constantly having conversations with clients of, okay, well I'll do that when I have more followers or I'm sure when I have more followers, it'll get easier. And here is straight from someone's mouth of she had 80,000 followers and it wasn't easier. It was harder. It was more stressful. It was less authentic. And yeah, I just freaking love that. That is so interesting. So like you becoming a self-love coach has really been an expression of your own experience of like actually stepping into self-love. So for you, like, what does self-love look like, you know, in terms of like your clients and in terms of like what you do, like, how would you describe what that process looks like?
1: I feel like self-love is a journey. Like it's not somewhere that you arrive and you're like, okay, I'm Mm. done. I love myself. You know, I think self-love is, is a process and it begins with self-awareness, with getting to know yourself, with really Mm. differentiating who you are from other people around you. And that's why astrology is such a huge part of what I do because have you ever had your natal chart read?
0: No, but I'm booking you in right after this. (laughs) (laughs)
1: so for me like astrology is a huge part of self-awareness It's just knowing like okay this is my map like having your natal chart it's like this is my map and i'm gonna walk this map i'm not gonna walk like somebody else's map which is like usually what we all do we have society's map or our parents give us a map that they want us to follow right but while when you have your natal chart it's like oh this is my path like i'm supposed to walk this path and if you mm-hmm. do you're able to really connect with what it is that you like and don't like and the contradictions within you and the energies that you're here to work with. Right. So for me, astrology has been a huge part like of getting to know myself, Mm. but also helping my clients know themselves better and be like, Oh, like I have been walking down the wrong path all my life because I thought that this is what would make me happy. But really what I had to do was like, listen to my own, journey, to find my own journey and to really walk my own path. Right. So astrology is a huge part of what I do for, for self-knowledge, for self-awareness, just getting to know yourself and be, and be able to differentiate like what it is that you need from other people and Mm -hmm. human design. I mean, you mentioned being a projector, like human design has been a huge, um, part of my self-awareness as well. Just knowing like, okay, I've always been the kind of person who didn't like to work. And I was like, is something wrong with me? But I feel like our society, it's, I mean, it's like a generator society or like Capricorn society, right? Like we, we prioritize work so much and the people who love to work, 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 they get the benefit, right? And they're the ones who we look up to and we think we want to be like them. But for me realizing like, I don't need to work all day. Like if I work a couple of hours, but if I work on something that I really find joy in, then that's better for everyone around me right so like Mm. for me some days when i don't have any calls it's like okay what do i do today and if i just focus on reading a book that's helping me grow if i do a little dance party like all of this is adding up to my business even if i'm not showing up on instagram and selling my programs just by me maybe sharing that I'm dancing, someone is going to be inspired and someone's going to be like, I love her vibe. Like, I want some of that. How can I have some of that? You know, and that's for me, like dancing is part of my work now. And and just shifting from like, I need to be working at an office to I can dance it out. And that's that's part of how I like exchange energy with other people. Like that's been a huge shift for me.
0: It's just so like honestly, just like authentic. And I think that's so true when you show up online and you have a little dance party and it's like, I think we're constantly again in, in, in that headspace of how can I show results? How can I show, you know, again, this kind of Capricorn energy of like results, results, like productivity. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but for people like you and me who don't necessarily naturally resonate or, it feels forced, you know, to be like, what are, you know, what's the, the end result? Like, what am I going to get out of this? And it's like, maybe you're just going to feel better every single day. Maybe you're just going to be able to use your voice. Maybe you're just going to be able to dance it out and like have confidence and love yourself. And, you know, and, and so, and I know for me, even just hearing you speak, I'm like inspired and just like reflecting on my own journey because I definitely, and still absolutely struggle with that duality of like, being a business owner, wanting to sell, wanting and and coming from a very like sales, you know, driven background, like, you know, very structured to now kind of trying to figure out my energy, being a projector, being an Aquarius, like learning about what those things mean for me and learning to be a little bit softer, learning to realize that inspiration or empowerment doesn't look like, guess what? You're earning five figure months now, right? It doesn't always have to be this, um, yeah, there's no hard and fast rule on like what success is or what self-love is. And so I just freaking love that. That's fantastic. And so I want to chat about astrology because I'm super curious how you got into it. And I'm mainly curious because obviously being a Latina, like I feel like growing up and I don't know, obviously what your background was, but I know for me, we grew up Roman Catholic, you know, you kind of grew up in this very, I don't want to say like hyper-religious, but like, if you are Latina, you know, that there's like a kind of set culture and religious culture that you're kind of born into. And so what did it look like for you and how did you find astrology? And what did that, what did that process look like for you?
1: Hmm. Well, for me personally, like I didn't grow up like fully Catholic or anything like that. Hmm. I mean, my grandparents, my mom is Colombian. I'm Chilean. So my, my dad's from Chile, but my mom's from Colombia. So all hmm. of my Colombian family, super religious. Yeah. Um, But I grew up, I went to an international school and we like learned religion but it wasn't like a part of the curriculum, it was like an additional kind of thing. So, I had kind of like that freedom to move around and to explore different religions and I'm very grateful for that. Um and I grew up an atheist and now I don't consider myself atheist, I consider myself spiritual. Um but I think it was once I came back from Australia, I had this friend who read my chart for me and it was just one of those mind-blowing moments like oh like I'm not so my son is in Gemini and all my life I was like I'm a Gemini but I don't know if I like feel it that much Um, and then for her to tell me about all this Aquarius energy in my chart and to like share all these different parts of of my personality for me it was like I felt so seen Mm -hmm. and I felt so curious I was like how can I learn more about this and I, I took some I went to some classes to some workshops and it was always just a little bit of curiosity but I never really explored it further. And then in March 2020, with the pandemic, it was I I wanted to study to be a yoga teacher in 2020. Like that was my plan. But then with the pandemic, it was like, I'm not going to do this online. Like I want to do it in person. So I was thinking like, okay, I have some money saved up. I want to study something. And then this online course for astrology like kept popping up for me. And this was when my Saturn return began. So March 2020, whoever has their Saturn in Aquarius, that's when our Saturn return began, and it was just like this big slap in the face. Like, Nadi, go study astrology. Like, I just felt the like call, <laughs> and I started this course, and it was just like a beginner, like level one course, and I was so fascinated. I finished it. I started the second level, and. After that, I was just it began more of a thing like, okay, me curiously, like I wanted to read some friends charts and I was just like having fun with it. But after a while, I was like, okay, there's something here. Like the more I analyze my chart, the more I analyze my husband's chart. It was like, okay, like I am I am getting to know myself on such a deep level that I was not able to get to with like therapy or with, I don't know, journaling like it was such a great additional tool. And then being able to provide this for my friends, for my family, and then eventually for my clients, it was, it was life-changing. Like for me being able to, it's like having this other language to speak with. And it's been so great to see it like grow. And for me to be able to, to become more and more fluent in this language. Like I am by no, like, I am not an expert in astrology. This is something that I'm going to continue learning my whole life, but it's been so great to have this. have this like knowledge of myself and of the people around me and to help them know themselves better oof i mean for example like one of my clients my coaching clients she would cry in every single session and she hated how emotional she was and she would always like curse her emotions Mm -hmm. and then i read her natal chart and it was so evident that she was here to be in her emotional body. Like, it was like, she has a lot of water in her chart, basically. And it was like, you are here to work on your emotional body. You are here to become friends with your emotions. You are here to be an emotional person and to lead with empathy, right? And it's like, astrology gives you this permission slip to really be yourself because, yeah, she was probably walking down someone else's path and just being like, oh, but I should be more like this. I should be more... More, I don't know, like I should be working more and I should be crying less. And it was like, no, sometimes you just need to cry, you know? Like, so this just this permission slip that astrology gives us has been so so powerful for me.
0: Oh my gosh, I can't wait to get my chart read. I'm like dying of like, yes, I love that. Um. That is so fascinating. And yes, it 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 does truly sound like you literally have this like other language that you get to speak. And I can, I haven't got my natal chart right, but I remember when I did my human design reading for the first time, I legitimately felt like I had been seen for the first time. Like that's when I got that permission slip too, as well of like, I remember thinking the same exact thing, like, why don't I want to work more? (laughs) Like, why do I hate working. Why do I only want to work like three hours a day? And I remember she was, I remember the the coach who I sat down with, she was like, you should really only be coaching. She was like max three hours a day. She's like max. She's like, if you can go lower than that, then like go lower than that. And I remember being like, oh shit. And it's so true. Like when you start to really see yourself and you start to really spend time with yourself and you start to actually give yourself permission to show up in ways that are actually you, it's insane. Like the productivity even, because it's so interesting how a projector can sit down and work for four hours. And then you have like a generator or something that sits down for like 10 hours and then like the same amount of work gets done, Yeah. but that's how it works. Right. Like when we're in our expertise and when we're in our energy, that shit's short and sweet. Right. But mm-hmm. for other people, it's a little bit more of a creative drawn out process or whatever it looks like. And so I love that that has been a tool for you really. Like, And I, I love that everything we've spoken about today is just essentially like an expression of your own journey. And, like, and then you've been able to really kind of reflect that back to your clients and reflect that back to your audience. I think that's just absolutely fantastic. And so my final question as we wrap up, it wouldn't be my podcast if I didn't ask this, is how have you found being a woman of color, like in the coaching space, I am obviously Latina as well. And it's obviously a constant conversation and something that I'm always fleshing out in terms of the coaching industry specifically, I think, and probably even more specifically for you as like an astrologer and being kind of more in that spiritual realm in terms of like the coaching space. I mean, personally for me, you know, we've seen a lot of things get whitewashed and we've seen a lot of things be kind of claimed under this umbrella of like coaching or whatever it is. So like for you, what does it mean to be a woman of color and to be such a leader and, and really like a prominent figure in terms of self-love coaching and, and being an astrologer in this space? Like, what does that look like for you? Um, and how have you kind of navigated that?
1: Hmm. I mean, for me, it's really weird. I have like this because I'm, I'm Chilean and I lived my whole life in Chile, except for when I lived in Australia, but I went to an international school right? and I've always like mingled with people from different places around the world. And when I started my account, for example, people would write to me and be like, why don't you write in Spanish? And like demanding that I write my captions in English and in Spanish. And I was like, I just don't feel pulled to write in Spanish. I like i like writing in english I, I like communicating in english and people would like get mad at me for not speaking in spanish and it was like well if you want to follow spanish-speaking people you can if you want to talk to me in spanish we can talk in spanish but it's it's always been like a weird kind mm-hmm. of pain point for me um but i've never really like like I don't know when I went to Australia people would ask me like where are you from and I'd be like Chile oh what you look like you sound like you're American you sound like you're from Canada and it's like I don't really feel like I belong in any of the categories like if I were to say I'm Latina I don't really feel Latina because I feel like Latina has this like more northern vibe to it Mm, like Colombia you know like mexico but for me like chile chile is a weird middle point it's like we are spanish speaking but we're also kind of we live in like colder regions so it's not right. like the Spanish vibe i don't know so like for right. me i've never really identified with the term latina or hispanic mm. i'm just like i'm a human i'm a multicultural human like living this human experience but like for me it's it's always been weird to kind of identify with that term but if I lived in the states I'd probably be called a Latina all the time and that's probably what I'd identify with but here in Chile it's just I'm a Chilean who's a little weird because she speaks English all the time like people who meet me they're like why are you speaking Spanglish like and for me it's it, that's just my natural language like if I had to speak one language it'd be Spanglish <laughs> so I'm, I'm in this little limbo of like it's hard to put me in a box really.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can resonate with that as well. I mean, it's so interesting because it doesn't just come from one side. Like that's definitely something that I want to point out. Like it's, and it's almost worse from like the, like growing up Mexican, but being part like non Mexican, like my dad has part that's Irish. Um, you know, that immediately makes me like the whitewash person in my family. And I'm not Mexican enough. I'm not Brown enough. My Spanish isn't good enough. So on and so forth. And so it definitely doesn't just come from like the white or like the non ethnic side of, you know, the -hmm. world or Instagram or those communities. Like, it's so interesting how as multicultural people it really can feel like this narrative of like, well, you're not Chilean enough. You're not Colombian enough. You're not dark enough. You don't speak good enough Spanish, whatever it is, right? these constant narratives. And then also like, why don't you speak in Spanish? Why don't you talk more about your experiences X, Y, and Z? And so I think that's so interesting. And and I had absolutely no idea. So like, thank you for for letting me know um, that you kind of existed in this in between. And it makes perfect sense. Like it makes sense that, you know, being from Chile, which is like it is so damn far and so damn different than the rest of South America that there is this kind of disconnect. And, and genuinely, I never even thought about that perspective because the majority of Chilean people I know have come from Australia or they're from the US. And, and so they kind of kind of fit within that mold that that already kind of exists there. So I get that, but I can resonate so much with that narrative of just like, why are you not like this? Why are you not like the majority of this? Or you're not Brown enough or white enough or all of these different things. And so I love that. Thanks yeah, for sharing.
1: I'm just not nappy. and like put a label on me. If you want to put a label on me, say that I'm a projector, say that I'm, <laughs> I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> Aquarius Gemini sun. Like, yeah, you can do that, but I don't know about, about national and it's all like, it's just, I was born where I was born. And I've lived where i've lived but that shouldn't define me and mm-hmm. i guess it's all it's all part of my international school like upbringing right like i have a very different perspective if i had gone to a chilean school i definitely would be a completely different person but mm-hmm. but yeah I, mean, I try not to put all those labels on myself and and I, I again like if i lived in the states i'm sure that i would be all like yes i'm a latina because yeah. that's how people view you right and that's how and there, i mean Everywhere in the states, like when you fill out forms, they ask you, like, what are you? You know, and yeah. like here, nobody's ever asking. It's like, where are you from? Yeah. Chile, that's it. Like, nobody yeah. asks you your color, like, no, none of that.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's been interesting for me as well, being in Australia, because as you know, Australia has a very small like Mexican, South American population. It's growing, but you know, everyone comes up to you and they say, What are you? Where are you from? Well, you don't look Mexican mm-hmm. or you don't look da da It's like People's expectations or people's fantasy or whatever the fuck people want to project onto you, like you don't fulfill it. And it's it's so interesting, especially in those spaces that are unfamiliar with people of color or certain people of color. And so I love that you're like label me, but like call me a projector, call me an Aquarius, because that makes more sense for me. I love that. So final question: what is next for you? Like obviously we've got baby on the way.
1: What is that? A January due date? January due date. So hopefully baby will be an Aquarius. (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) Um, What's next for me? I don't know. Just for now, I need to chill. I need to have this baby. But after that, like that was one of the things I mentioned before, like I thought maybe I'd take like a six month maternity leave and and really take it to chill. But then I was talking to this friend who's a business coach and she told me that she had her baby. And then like five weeks later, she was Ready to get back to work, so she started taking on a few clients, and she had a support system, and that really like sparked something in me. It was like, oh, I can do that. Like I could maybe ask my brother to to my brothers because I have lots of siblings. Like I could get free babysitting and maybe work a couple of days a week. Like who knows? So I'm gonna feel it out. I'm not gonna put too much pressure on myself. We'll see. Maybe I'll like the the no working lifestyle, and maybe I'll be craving it. So I'll take it day by day.
0: Amazing. I love that. Well, let everyone listening know today how they can connect with you. Obviously you're not taking any more clients for now, but just come and join you on Instagram. That's the main way that we can connect to you. And I know you have a podcast as well. Let us know, let us know how we can like come and stalk you.
1: <laughs> so my Instagram is Nati Valderrama and I have a podcast, the back to balance podcast, Um, I've been kind of MIA from there, but I just recorded a podcast episode yesterday. So I'm hoping to get back to that now that I have more time. And yeah, you can also book astrology readings with me. I'm still doing those because those are just a one-off thing that I do every now and then. So that's also something you can do. And you can find more about me on nativalderrama.com.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much, babe. Literally today just gave me so much inspiration. Like I've got a million things I want to go do now, just from like this conversation, (laughs) but thank you so much for spending time with us.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Hey, lovely ones, Lex here. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. My conversation with Nati was so beautiful. And if you want to connect with her further, all of her details in, are in the show notes. So make sure and show her some love, go and connect with her on Instagram. Let her know what you thought of our conversation today. I also wanted to pop on because if you enjoy today's episode, I would love it if you could take a few moments and leave us a review. Not only does this let us know that you're enjoying the content that we're creating for you, but it also gives other people the opportunity and the chance to potentially find the full of herself podcast and so if you have a few moments take a second leave a review it means the absolute world to us and with that being said i will see you in the next episode of full of herself